Uh, I don't know. I feel like I got the vibe. Since my Instagram was just like mainly me, and there's like I don't have friends on my Instagram, so I feel like people had the thought that I had no friends. <laughs> Are you excited? Like again, another holiday? Yeah, yeah I'm super. I'm, I'm I'm a bit sad the weather's like rainy, but I'm keen just for the rain. Like it, it might make the scenery look way more beautiful, more sort of misty. The weather's surprisingly cold. It's like zero degrees, um, but. Yeah, so I'm just going to get a bunch of puffer jackets. Now I'm thinking of camping. I'm like, that's going to be like hella cold camping. So I might do a thing where like some nights, if I can find a campsite, I camp. If not, then I'll just go nearby a hotel or something and figure yeah, out. I was going to say, because Tasmania is a very cold place. Yeah. Like it, it is a very cold place. So it's like camping is, I don't know it's got, how it's going to work in Tasmania, but yeah. I think because you've got to be mindful as well the luggage that you have what 20 kilos yeah i'm gonna have, have 20 car, so the car's gonna be like my moving home i guess did you have 20 or do you have seven um i got seven plus 23. okay perfect because i was going to say i don't think you can do seven it's nearly impossible only because of the number of jackets you're going to have to take you need the warm ones the puffer and then everything because it's going to be cold and when you do cradle mountain i recommend some gloves just because it does get extremely cold and if you want to be adventurous and go there early in the morning because you can go there early in the morning um and then the shuttle bus that comes back the last shuttle bus that leaves cradle mountain is 5 p.m so um i think there's a cradle mountain lodge nearby so you can stay there but um if you want to do cradle mountain properly i'd recommend getting there nice and early maybe you could even try to catch a sunrise i don't know but if you get there nice and early there's usually like wombats and stuff like just roaming around um the bus goes past and then you can like do heaps you can do heaps of the walks if you want to do it. i'd recommend it because it's beautiful but yeah on the map there's this whole green area on like the left hand side of tasmania like a whole massive like giant national parks there's like one road in sometimes or one road out or something and there's mm. a mountain there's a few different mountains there like that's like what's up with that yeah i think there are a few i don't know because we went we only stopped off at launceston i'm just trying to i can't really drive in well, why do you need to take a bus in uh because it's a national park so you're not you can drive up to like a certain point and then anything further than that oh uh, you can i think you can you're gonna have to check i'm pretty sure you can but you might need a permit to go drive around and i think there are campsites there because we want we drove past and we saw people driving in and out as well but um because the roads are very narrow and everything i think it might be easier for the shuttle bus but like either way it's something that you can just you know a quick google search will tell you i mean because you're going to be driving anyway right so i, re I reckon a few nights in launceston because there's a few walks around launceston that i think you really like as well um, i'm just trying to find the name of it as well but oh man get keen it is beautiful oh make sure you go to that museum i want you to go to that museum okay, yeah i saw that um yeah you need to go to that museum because i went and it was whack it was whack it was the most whack museum that we've been to the friends that i went with they can testify as well it was just hopefully i see snow it'll be cool if i see like if it looks like this on my screen i think it will that'll be so cool wow i think it will only because it's that cold there yeah because when we were there it was like so cold i showed you the photos right like it was so cold but like yeah it was good weather right oh, i don't know like my photos usually tell me exactly where i took it 
So Wine Glass Bay is another one. Freysenet National Park. Yeah, we went Freysenet. And the sunrise. Yeah, exactly. So because you're going for a whole week, I reckon you can dedicate a day to that. Wine Glass Bay. There's a you can go down to the beach and everything. Um there's some markets, I think, because you'll be there on a Sunday. There's these markets that you can go to in Hobart. Um, I forget what the markets are called, but I'm, I, I want to live through you. I want to go back to Tasmania and live through you. Honestly, I might go because why not? But she come. Uh, let me think. So I got it's Tuesday to next Sunday. <laughs> you're gonna have fun, bro. You're gonna. What time? Are your flights early in the morning on Sunday or? Um, coming home, it's at eight something, eight eight fifty a.m. or something. So we land okay. and do. A pot, so I'll make it in time for the podcast next week. I was gonna say, do you want to like take a break and rest, or do you want to do it on Monday? Because we can still oh. film. We'll sort it out. We'll sort it out after anyway. But how are you yeah. feeling after um, the weekend, Christian? Uh my weekend. Uh, well, it's still what, halfway into the into the last Sunday of the weekend. But my weekend was alright. Spent too much money. Spent way too much money this weekend. Way too much money. I drank way too much, but. We had a good, we, we celebrated a very good friend's birthday on Friday. I'm still so out of it. I'm so sorry. But my weekend, I didn't get up too much. I didn't get up too much. I think I'm going to go golf later on in the afternoon, just like by myself. The weather's a bit dim. It's a bit gloomy, you know what I mean? So get a few shots in and then, yeah, that's about it. What about you? I was going to say I want to go along for the golf, but then I realized tomorrow is packed. I like cram my day on Monday so I can leave on Tuesday. It's weird how that happens. Nice. Like every time I sort of set like a holiday break or something, um, literally the few days before just super crammed. I don't know how it works because I think the week four is blocked. So you just do everything just before and it's like hella stressful. And on top of that, you have to pack. Luckily for packing, I've got that formula sort of down packed. We have like a checklist um, and I just sort of go through all the checklists, make sure I have everything I need. Um, so, so that takes away a lot of anxiety, just following that checklist. Yeah. Yeah. So like, with solo traveling, how do you feel about solo traveling? Cause there's a lot of people that probably like in my situation as well right now, right? Like, so I really want to go overseas and I will, I will, I'm going to make sure I go, I'm going to go regardless of, but the whole, the whole concept of like solo traveling, right? A lot of people can look at it as kind of, they can look at it as um, a crutch, uh, not a crutch, but they can look at it as something like, oh, you're solo traveling, or is it because, you know, you have no friends, is it because, like, why are you solo traveling, you're only 23, go with friends, you know what I mean? But I'm kind of thinking, like, who cares? Like, solo traveling is a thing, right? Like, he's who will do it. It's not that you have no friends, it's just... Like you can't organize everything at one time. You can't ex you can't rely on people. But yeah, like what, what are your thoughts on it? How did you navigate around it at such a young age and everything? Was that ever at the back of your mind as well? Or was it something that you just never really gave too much of a thought about at the time? Dude, for some reason, uh, I don't know. I feel like I got the vibe that before I started doing the podcast and bringing guests on, since my Instagram was just like mainly me and there's like, I don't have friends on my Instagram. Because one, I sort of usually travel on my own. So I feel like people had the thought that I had no friends. <laughs> and all of a sudden I'm bringing on guests and everyone's cool. Like I know everyone that I would bring on. Um, and I was like, oh shit. And, and he has friends, I guess. Um, and talking about the guests, I've, I think 
the guests I bring on are people who are comfortable, like chatting close to that I brought on. But I have a lot of mentors that I'm like, I'm, I'm like a bit hesitant to invite them onto guests because I'm, I'm just scared. Well, not scared, but like, you know, they're like low key. They don't want to come on like a little podcast thingy. So I'm a bit like hesitant to ask those people. But I still kick it with like a lot of people. So well, what people see online is like probably like a small taste of like myself and also mm-hmm. even my traveling. Dude, over the last month, I'm, I'm, I've given up on Instagram. I, I, I go through no phases. I only use Instagram to post the clips of the podcast. But I've stopped posting on, on my story. Uh, not story, but my home feed. Because I, I don't know, it just became a chore. Like I was, at yeah. first it was so fun just uploading something every week. But eventually it was mm. like, I have to upload something this week. And it became like a chore. So I've stopped that for now. I'll probably come back in like six months or something. Um, but that's a new thing. Um, but let me look yeah. back to your initial question. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Like Instagram is just, it's just a chore. It is a chore. You know what I mean? Like you just, I can't be bothered posting. Like stories are just whatever. They just you easily post a story. You know what I mean? You haven't posted many stories, have you? I don't just a podcast. Stories. I don't do yeah. stories. That's Here's very interesting. One, I used to do stories until I was in Mount Kosciuszko in the Snowy Mountains. I was just like showing off my cool trip. And I was like putting on my story and everything. All of a sudden, get an email. Jack Kim has went ahead and disputed his $3,000 payment from you. And it was just weirdly timed. And this has happened like once or twice where people like time shit when I'm traveling. Yeah. 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 I remember you telling me that now as well. It's kind of just one of those things. It's like, yeah. don't want to like tell people. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Here's my thoughts on stories. I want to get your thoughts on it. So if someone's posting on stories, this is why I'm picking on them. I'm a person, I'm a type of person that I want to flex what's going on with my life now, but this isn't cool enough to put on my feed. I'm a bit embarrassed to put on my feed. So let's put it on somewhere where it'll expire 24 hours. I need to show everyone what I'm doing. Like I have to, like, if I don't, they'll, like it didn't happen. So I've got to show everyone in this small 24 hour period, but it's not that cool because if it was cool, I'll put it on my feet. That's why I feel about 100%. stories. 100%, 100%. I don't know what it is. Like people just feel like the world is interconnected. Everything's interconnected. We've got the metaverse coming in. People are getting connected in, in ways unknown to man at one point, right? Do you think people just feel the need to just post for the sake of posting or update for the sake of like some people just post a story just because like they're just so used to it now. They just pick up the phone, take a photo or something. We're like, oh, that's cool. And it's like, oh, I'll put on my story. Like there's nothing like, look, there's nothing against posting stories. Like we all do it. I do it. Everyone does it every now and then. You don't not do it. It's just more so, I don't know, like, like every time, like when I post it, I'll do the same thing. I'll, I'll think about like, why did I post that? Or it's like, it's cool. Like, it's cool. You know what I mean? Like just share it with your friends, depending how many people you have. And you're like, oh, why did I do that? It's just, I don't know. It's just a mental barrier as well. At times it's just like, oh, you can post whatever you want. You can have fun with it. That's fine. But then afterwards I'll think like, yeah, but what was it like? Did I want everyone to see that? Did, is that, is that like, it, am I, what am I sharing? Am I sharing for the point of like, cause I'm doing something cool or am I sharing for the sake of it? Or is like, I don't know. I just find the whole concept of stories just very, very funny. Like, it's just, like you said, sharing a photo is like, okay, sharing a photo 
you think of it as like a personal album. It's like your personal brain, your personal portfolio. Your Instagram page is your personal portfolio. So what what does that make? What what does the story make you? Yeah, like what would a like, yeah? The story is exactly how I felt. You're like, you know, I'm not hating on people that post story, but you're like low key like a bit insecure because one, you need to show what you're doing to show that you know show people, hey, I'm alive. But at the same time, it's not good enough for it to last more than 24 hours. So it's like insecure squared. Yeah, see, it's like that. But then, if you think about it in a perspective, or someone's at a nice dinner, then or an, or a night out, and they have a few drinks, they take a photo of it, they put it on their story because it's just like in the moment. I feel like stories are more like in the moment. You know what I mean? Whereas, uh, like you said, it's everlasting on the Instagram page. Essentially, like you can keep it up for as long as you want. It's like more of a memory, right? But this is just like in the moment, having fun. Put it up on your story. But why did you put it on your story? Because there's two different types of people. There's types of people like 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 you be like why'd you put it on your story like what are you trying to show the people in the middle like me i'm just like ah yeah uh, both sides i'll do it every now and then and there's people that pose every day just random shit just like a photo of what they're eating at that point it's like oh that's actually a different you're you're right if they're posting but then i I, i'm pretty sure it still goes down the same concept where it's like you want to show people what you're doing every day but what you're doing every day isn't good enough to put on your news feed. So you put on something that expires after 24 hours. Yeah. And since it's this 24 hour quick bite, like the reason why you post something on your story is to let people know, like, Hey, yeah. look at this sick acai bowl I got here. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's no other reason. Like you just want to let people know. Yeah, that's true. And even if anyone wants to like dispute that fact, or like, you know, those people that post regularly in stories every day, then then why do you post in stories? You post to let people know, you know what I mean? Like, regardless of whether you do it. your you, journey, just post on your feed. Yeah. Like, even if you do it for yourself, that's fine. Like, I'm not saying don't post in your story. If you're having fun, post. That's the whole point. Everyone likes looking through some stories every now and then. You know what? It, it, it is what it is. It's, it's a bit like, it's a bit stalkerish. Some people you haven't seen in like years and years and years and you just see them pop up and you just click on the thing and you can see what they're doing on a night. It's like, I don't know, that's social media nowadays anyway. I'm I'm going way too deep into it only because like I'm just now really like delving into it. Because I posted last night. I posted last night and I posted on my close friends as well. And I'm thinking, why did I do that? Close friends, is I feel like it's different because it's just like, it's the people, yeah, it's the people that I like. And I want them, and like I engage with them very often. It's like, hey, I'm doing this, or like, it's sort of like me telling you, hey, Christian, I'm traveling to Tasmania. It's sort of yeah. like that. Uh, I get that, but unless your close friends is like 200 people, no, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. I have like 20 people. No, it's 20 people. There's, there's no way I'm having 200 people. I can't. You know me. I can't. I can't let that many people in your room, but. Yeah, so I'm thinking of going on a solo trip to Hong Kong, Taiwan, and Singapore. I'm thinking obviously. of doing it, but obviously with the whole political climate in Hong Kong, don't really know. Have you been to Taiwan? I have not. Do I, are they, are those countries connected? Can you like drive to all of them or something? I don't think so. I don't think so, only because... I don't know my geography at all. Eh? This is bad. Um, but I want to go to Macau, Mac- Macau in Taiwan, the um, the gambling, the gambling place. You know what I mean? Oh, you can, you can, you can travel by plane, ferry. Oh, should I take a ferry? 
Yeah, that would be pretty sick across the border and stuff. Yeah, why not <laughs> do that? Yeah, you were watching what was that? I was watching um, Shang-Chi and then Macau was in it. Dude, Shang-Chi is like, dude, the Asian sort of movie thing is like, it's popping off. Like, Shang-Chi was like a solid, like, all, like, not all Asian, but like, it was like a, yeah, I was like, whoa. The Hollywood scene is bursting with talent now um, in the Asian community, the South Asian a little bit, but more so the Asian community. You know what we didn't talk about? We didn't talk about the metaverse. Oh yeah. We didn't talk about the we haven't talked about the metaverse yet. So we'll talk about the metaverse. So Mark Zuckerberg announced the metaverse. Huge. 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 Staple Center got bought out by crypto.com. That's changing its name to crypto.com stadium. The metaverse is coming. The, the, the next 10 years just points to one direction, one direction only. The digital future, digital currency, digital everything. It's huge. It changes everything. What, what do you think? What do you think is going forward? Like, because I'm, I'm contemplating now to just put a lot of money, a lot of my money. Like, you know how I have, everyone's got their own investment strategies, stocks, crypto, whatever. I'm thinking just going 90% crypto now because of all this. For It's huge. Alright, so right now I'm like maybe like twenty to thirty percent in crypto portfolio wise, and then in crypto I'm like ninety percent the big coins like Bitcoin, Ethereum, Ada, Dot, XRP, Litecoin. Those are two. Those those last two ones are smaller, and then I have like the remaining ten percent. I just spread it across like twenty others. It's like playing roulette, putting like all the little chips on all the single numbers. So far, Avax hit Avax. And Phantom, I think I put like maybe five, six hundred into those, and they've like five decks. So those are cool. <laughs> but the other eighteen, I'm like down. So like overall, I think I'm like I'm like up maybe two, three thousand or something. It balances us out. So I have to. I think for that strategy to work, where you put ten percent in just a bunch of random things, if one of those random things hit. You just have yeah. to hold it forever so that like you get like the literal 10,000 X returns to cover yeah. for all the things you've done here. Yeah. So like, but in terms of the metaverse, like oh. what Zuckerberg's, what Zuckerberg's trying to do, it's yeah. mental, isn't it? Like have a whole virtual sort of interconnected reality, all this stuff we talked about, ready player one, trash we, we are early to this if we're thinking about it and i'm, I'm glad yeah. we filmed it all on podcast we have all the receipts <laughs> we have all the receipts we're early on it we called it we said it eventually would be like that and it is i don't know how how long do you think it'll take i still think it'll take another five to ten years for for it to be adopted and everything i mean they're getting the ball rolling the name's changed the, the name of the group but like you could soon see holograms i reckon like if you make a whatsapp call to a relative you have like a hologram and then you can just in- essentially interact with them, follow them around their room or whatever. Like, what does it mean for the future? Like you can interact and buy like a virtual hat off yourself. I'll send you some ETH and then I'll buy your hat off you. You know what I mean? Your virtual hat. It- it's wild. It's wild. I was like, it's weird. How come like we have games, we have like MMOs, RPGs. Why does it not kind of have the same sort of worldwide effect. And I, I'm thinking of like the reason why I don't play games because I see it 
as a waste of time because when I'm investing time into that game, what if the game is going to die out in a few years? Whatever experience, cool armor I gain, it's going to be worthless. But all of a sudden, if you have something called like the metaverse sandbox, where you put in time and energy and you buy land, your crew reputation clout within that thing, it adds up to something. And it's similar to Instagram. People put in time into Instagram because they want to get followers and it accrues up to something. Like Instagram is technically just like a game, but it's been set up in a way where it has value if you put in time to it. So I think the metaverse is going to be the same. Um, I had this like crypto kid. Um, I was like interviewing him, just like learning from him. And I got, I asked him, I was like, what's your thoughts on like sandbox? What's your thoughts on um, like these like metaverses? Should I buy their coins? Should I buy land? You literally can spend an eat to buy like a small piece of land in those games, digital real estate. Mm-hmm. His reply really made sense. It was with Tony, my mentor asked me, I was like, yo, what's your thoughts on Sandbox? I just sent him the video. Yeah. Actually, let's watch it now because he articulates it way better than me. And then we can like have a small discussion after we watch it together right now. I think one of my friends, I don't know too much about Sandbox or any, like I understand obviously, you know, digital land itself. I, I think I'd buy it. I'd buy it. Yeah, um, I was like, I was, before everything popped up, I was actually going to buy it and I would actually have made a solid return by now because like it just went crazy upwards when freaking Mark Zuckerberg went meta. What's your thoughts on buying sandbox coins and buying sandbox land today? Is that a good move or is that too risky? Too risky. Mm. I I have a, I have a feeling that um, any of the things that claim to be like the land of the metaverse, uh, those are not I, I don't think they're going to make it i think the i think the land of the metaverse is not going to be a plot of land in a game but it's going to be like if you own a piece of culture like owning a punk or owning an x copy to me that is like the land of the metaverse because i think people sometimes think of think of it as being too literal I mean, yes, the metaverse will, you know, it's going to be, you know, web three, web 3d, like it will be, uh, like a 3d, you know, world, but the thing that that world's going to be built off is not going to be built off some token. I mean, most likely it'll be in the, in the first iteration of it, probably built off some centralized server like Facebook. And so what it's going to be, if you want to own it, you know, you're going to want to own culture because that's what it's going to be based off of. You know, think, think about Ready Player One is like, and Ready Player One of, is like, there's so many brands everywhere. Like, that's all, all it was about. Like, no one ever cared too much in the, in the, you know, the movie and the book about the technology. It was just brands, brands everywhere. And so, I mean, and I forget the name of the company, but there was a company that owned all the servers. So I think at least in the first part of it, I think that there's going to be no way for us to try to like own the land of it. And so I think that's kind of futile um, um, way of doing it. I think the best way to do it would be to own a punk, would be to own what would be like, what would be the brand that represents the metaverse? Mm, That makes a lot of sense. That does make a lot of sense because when you think about it, yeah. So like essentially buying into the brands that 
Because like the land in sandbox, that could literally be just like it's copy and paste. Like sandbox can literally just duplicate it. Obviously, they probably have some scarcity mechanism. One thing I haven't thought of is like, like I think they're just starting in the middle and people are buying land outwards. But then like they they haven't figured out like coastlines. You need coastlines and shares so that you give value to like properties that are near the coastline. Or maybe they just yeah. don't have any coastlines and and then somehow like it's just like center outwards but um yeah so so the whole thing that i'm thinking is when you think about a digital reality of the metaverse right so like zuckerberg's come out and said it's going to be like an online digital sort of world right who's shaping or creating this world who is like if they're going to make, make it like so interactive that you can like there's a map or is it just going to be like a map of your country and then from there you buy land within the country like do you what i'm thinking is like i'm i'm seeing like digital mob lords getting getting into power because they own so much digital land that they become so rich in the digital world and they also become rich in the real world and as a result you become like a mob leader you know like a like a gang member or something or a gang leader it's just i don't know um, my thoughts are clouded i was thinking like like, it's weird how, like, if you own a board ape, like, it's such a status symbol now. And, and it's weird. Like, when you have it, you feel like you actually own it. Uh, I don't know. Like, for some reason, I was trying to understand, like, why does digital ownership sort of make sense? Like, why does it feel like you actually own it? Like, I think why it's like, for example, if you own all these cool shit and then let's say you're a drug dealer, you have a Lambo, you have this like LV bags, you have LV wallets, you have all the coolest tech. The moment you're put in jail, you, you lose all that. Mm. But if you have like an NFT, if you're put in jail, if you're deported, you still own it. No one can take it away from you. So you actually have control. And it's like the, the cops can't take it from you. Literally, the government yeah. can't take your NFT. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you're like, wow, I feel like even land and property. When you buy a piece of land, you're like, you're trusting that the government won't take it away from you. So you're basically buying like a piece of paper that says, you're the, like, like, even if I bought a house, it, it doesn't feel like it's mine. Like I, like I own this piece of land on paper and this piece of land exists in Australia and I pay taxes to the government. And if I want to sell it, I pass on that piece of paper to someone else. Can't really take it with me to the grave. If I die, I'm not going to still own it. So I know this is going to take it. And it doesn't yeah. feel like I truly own it, but with the NFT, you own it. Yeah. And it's so interesting that you say that because traditional mindset is when you tell someone you have an NFT, or take a screenshot of it and it's like, oh, I have your photo now, or you pay this much for JPEG. But you're right, the ownership never goes to a different person. It doesn't go back to the original seller. There's no, well, for NFTs at least, maybe it might change in the future, who knows? The space is still very primitive. There's no digital contract that you, well, there's a digital sort of contract. It's just a purchase agreement, right? Essentially just simple transactional term simple transactional basis where person A, person B transacts, transfer of goods, transfer of the NFT to one person to another. If you went into the metaverse, do you think you'd be yourself? Like, are you going to like create a character that looks vaguely like you? Or are you going to like completely be different? Like, yeah. 
No, that's catfish, and that's that's that's. Because I think if I could just imagine these like fat dudes on the computer, and it's yeah. just like a sick, rip, like Marvel-looking character. Um. <laughs> literally, literally, because that they have the power to do that, and then it goes back to like the catfishing thing, and then those guys that are probably those, you know, the people that we make fun of, that like live in the mob's basement, slobs of the earth, could become like the next next like. Drug lord, like, not the drug lords, but the underworld kings. Yeah. I want to look hella ugly in the metaverse, but like, like you know, like how some of those crypto punks look really ugly. Like, I want to yeah. look that ugly, and I'll just roll around with all the coolest NFTs. I'm just like this yeah. ugly guy. Yeah, just, just why not? You know, you got an ugly guy, but you got like a bunch of NFTs next to you. You're like, yeah, sick. But like, yeah, with NFTs is crazy because you can get locked up in jail. But then oh, you know why? Because in the metaverse, everyone's going to look hella good. So if I look ugly, I'm going to stand out. Oh, true, very true, <laughs> very very true. That's, that's that's a big shout. Give yourself like some face modifications and yeah, and just make yourself just like. I'm just going to wear clothing, clothing, like, clothing yeah. rag clothing. Yeah, that's the plan. Would you would you try and like recruit a crew, or would you try and and like be, like go to the top and be like a an underworld king, or would you just be a lone wolf? So I reckon once we get into the metaverse, I'm going to buy a crib in the metaverse, in the sandbox, whatever, and have all the boys live in it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 buy sick cardboard and look, ride yeah. in it. Um, looking after the homies, looking yeah. after the homies. Put all our NFTs on the walls so people can come, they can check it out, have parties, parties at the crib. It's so crazy because... Like something like this, you just feel so much more disconnected from reality. Like I feel like the that bridge between reality and virtual reality will be like so thin. You just don't know what's real anymore. You can judge a person based on the online. I mean, that's what we're doing already. We're judging people before we know them based on the online persona. What I just told you, I'm so keen for that. Sorry for interrupting, by the way. Um, because like, dude, like in real life, like it, it's like. It's, it's tough having people over. Like, I don't want people over at my house every day. Like, I'm for OCD. I want things clean. I don't want people in there to clean. But, like, in the sandbox, I would come through to my house every single day. Yeah, literally. It's crazy because you're seeing this happen, right? So how would you say, like, a streaming service would try and... I mean, it wouldn't be hard for them to try and, you know, pivot and shift. But the first music streaming service, I feel like, that does it, that, like, pivots and shifts into it, is Spotify pivot and shift into like a metaverse offering as like, you know, they have NFTs or whatever or songs or like an extra streaming service for the metaverse, they'll, they'll kick off. But it's so primitive right now that you don't know. But you know what I mean? Like going to the crib, there's no music. In my house, we're just going to be playing limited edition music only. Fucking like yeah. one out of 250 songs only. Cool yeah. tracks so people have to come through. I'll make it free. I won't charge anyone to come. That's how cool we are. We're just like, come through. You don't have to pay. Yes. You our artwork, listen to our songs. The, the boys that look after the place, everyone has to get a tap. We'll, we'll, we'll credit clan. <laughs> we'll credit clan for the house. My my clan. Yeah, my because my crew. The last the last clan that was based on social media and internet personalities, FaZe Clan. Bloody killing it. Beats, deals, and everything. So imagine you get a brand deal 
based on your virtual reality persona. Dude. This is just wild. It's you know wild. This so is just crazy. Buying cool cars and like weapons and we're just raiding, raiding other towns and cities. That's, that's, you know, you know, it's funny going back into reality. Did you see that there was a raid at Louis Vuitton in America somewhere? I did not. What happened? Yeah. Um, our friend, our friend, good friend of the show, Patrick, that was on, he shared it on his Instagram story. Um, I watched it. There was like 14 people raided a Louis Vuitton store. I, I, I forget where. I think San Francisco. I think San Francisco. Just raided a Louis Vuitton store. Just went in, hoodies down. And just went and raided it. Now, would you do it if you were walking past and you saw that, and you're wearing a hoodie? Would you go in and just take? If you saw thirty thousand people storming into like different stores across Beverly Hills, it's like day freaking, imagine like this is like the the, the like the glass and it's broken. Like, it's like yeah, and then just go <laughs> keep walking. <laughs> it's like oh like. Imagine having like a purge in the metaverse. Yeah, that'd be cool. Dude, you know what's crazy? Fun. Like, again, like stuff like that, like people can't steal your NFT. Yeah. Like, like, dude, like it's so weird, like having all technology and all the things that are valuable, you're holding it. It's like so much anxiety that someone's going to break into your house, steal it, someone's going to scratch your car. With the NFT, the Gucci, and you get the same amount of, um, street cred and it's all about street cred yeah. at the end when you have a cool car get a watch it's all about flexing no one's been getting it for themselves and that's the, that's the thing because we we briefly touched on it earlier you know people make fun of it like oh you bought a jpeg image and stuff but like and they always like you know there's always those traditional investors that prefer you know traditional investments stocks land etc but with an nft like you actually truly hold it like there's nothing governing it against you essentially in terms of you know there's nothing that can potentially strip that entitlement away from you or that ownership away from you i don't know can someone hack the blockchain if they hack the blockchain then i was thinking like maybe but like, can someone like can ethereum the owner ethereum just like shit up i think because there's it's just like a, a rule there's like three thousand like nodes three thousand like super computers that like keep ethereum running i think and then uh-huh. even if like Vitalik Buterin, I can't pronounce his name, like, shit up. So one of those 3,000 nodes could maybe take on the, the project and, and, and mm. make it better. So I think it's pretty maybe. pretty safe, yeah. Yeah, so, like, my thing is essentially, I think the world is shifting. The world's in a place where it's shifting because what does true ownership mean? What does true ownership mean to you? Does it mean not being governed by a governing body? or like a government or a dictatorship, you, you know, dictating their own rights to something that you own. Do you refuse to, are you buying like NFTs and digital assets because you don't believe in the system that we live in today? Or, you know, what's the concept of ownership to you? I think the concept of ownership is changing very much drastically so. Because the concept of ownership means, do you do, do you own that, that, this, that phone that you have in front of you? You do because you bought it from a seller. We're going now, we're like the concept of ownership goes, you know, dates way back when, you know, when the, the ancient people were trading goods and services, right? The transfer of ownership. But what does the transfer of ownership mean for like cars and everything? So it's like, yeah, 
so much is changing in our lifetime. Like, dude, Christian, when we were like five years old, like the internet was like, well, in Australia, we were a bit behind, but like our internet was dollar. That's how you hear that to connect to the internet. There was like, I think mobile phones did not exist. Like we had these thick bricks and only until we were like 15, 16 did it become like cool Nokia, Nokia phones. Um, and like, I often ask myself like, damn, like I'm so lucky to be born this age, young at the prime on the cusp of something new. But then I take a step back. I'm like people who are, let's say a, a thousand years from now, people are traveling into space and like seeing aliens and stuff. Their kids are probably like, wow, it's so cool that we're born in this time. So I think every freaking generation feels the same way. Probably. It's, it's the the revolutions across each era of time industrial revolution we're in um Dude, imagine being born in a period where there was no revolutions actually there, i feel like there's always a revolution though no matter what happens the stone age was a revolution in itself i guess but industrial revolution what, what so there's industrial there was the internet the dot-com sort of era that we're in right now I think we're slowly straying away from the dot-com era into another era. This era could... Like three um, webs. So you hear web three. Uh, I recently sort of understood it. Web one is just like the internet and like pets.com, um, all these weird dot-coms like apple.com, not apple.com, yeah. but like just like all these websites. Web two was social media, Facebook, mm-hmm. Instagram, yeah. YouTube, Google, all these dominating freaking platforms and then web three is what we're going into and what i'm understanding is web three is like you no longer rely on these conglomerates 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 yeah that's true it's crazy to see because like what do you think there'll be a web four i can't we don't know what the web four would be you know what i mean what what could be the next potential step after the metaverse like we're we're too we're too primitive for us to be able to thinking that but that video I just showed you of that kid, dude, he's young as well. Um, I think why made what he said made sense where initially the metaverse is going to be on something that's centralized, like meta.com, Facebook, or like sandbox. But I feel like eventually it has to be like decentralized. It has to be like this weird Bitcoin thing where no one owns this ever-growing land. Holy shit, dude, the universe is sort of like that. You know how the universe is ever growing? Like on the edges yeah. of the universe, it's constantly expanding. And that's just free space, free, like free real estate. Yeah. Um, holy shit, that, that might be like a, a similar model that might happen in the metaverse. And maybe we are in a simulation. Oh, maybe we are in a simulation. Ooh, ooh, I reckon we can get into that another day, but... Oh. Yeah, it, it was a really good episode. I really enjoyed it. There's a lot more that we can talk about, but thank you everyone for listening. I'll actually close it off. Uh, yeah, really appreciate you guys for listening. Thanks for doing this with me, Christian. Hopefully you guys had fun. Let us know your thoughts. We really, really appreciate all the support on the channel and on the audio listeners. But yeah, keep killing it. Hope you guys had an amazing week and we'll see you guys next week. Peace.